What price do we pay for freedom? Everyone yells freedom and equality in the streets. But who decides when we're actually a free country? How many people, when you say, let's go save America, think of God first? What can you do that will truly help save America? You know, I am tired of hearing everything out of the fake news except the truth. If you really think you can keep me from speaking my mind, well, I'm going to have to tell you something. I don't believe we actually have this many people in government who sound like total idiots. I think I have the perfect plan to take the Democrats by storm. They'll never see it coming. They really won't. Hayden Kuvion here, of course, it is The Patriot Show, and of course, we are now on day six of the Creation Week, which starts in Genesis chapter 1, verse 24. And God said, Let the earth bring forth the living creature after his kind, cattle and creeping thing, and beast of the earth after his kind. And it was so. And God made the beast of the earth after his kind, and cattle after their kind, and every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth after his kind. And God saw that it was good. All land animals such as dogs, lions, cats, all those kinds of things that were not created on day five, whose lives were mostly spent on earth, including a lot of insects, are created on this day. In fact, most animals that you will see in your lifetime were created on day six, unless you work in an aquarium or live by the beach or spend your life fishing. But for most people, the animals they come in contact with are day six animals animals created in the verses that we've just read. This includes your dogs, your cats, horses, even animals that you may not like much, like a lot of insects, beetles, who grow up in the water but spend most of their life on land. These are also the animals that mostly give man companionship. You don't see a lady walking down the street with a fish on her leash, do you? No, it's a dog or a cat. Cats usually are not on leashes. However, it is animals made on day six that provide man's greatest ally to help him work to keep him company, and to make his day pleasant. The one exception to this rule is probably birds, who provide humans with food, some companionship, and some comical relief from the everyday challenges. If you've ever watched birds playing in the trees in the morning while you were having your first cup of coffee, or chasing each other around the bushes of your backyard, you'll know what I mean. They also relieve us with their songs, which, in some cases, may not be quite as pleasant in the mornings. Others are very refreshing, beautiful, and relaxing to the ears. Humans are truly blessed to have these things to enjoy. God created everything just for us because he wanted this to be our home. All the planets, stars, everything else, they're for his glory, but he created this for us. His handiwork, the crown of his creation, the people he loved, that's why he gave us souls, to be immortal because he knew sin would come into the world before it ever happened, and he knew the plan of salvation before it ever came. But hey, where is everybody? In verse 26, we continue to read, And God said, Let us make man in our image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. And God blessed them, and said unto them, 
Be fruitful and multiply, and replenish the earth, and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. And God said, Behold, I have given you every herb bearing seed, which is upon the face of all the earth, and every tree in the which is the fruit of a tree yielding seed. To you it shall be for meat, and to every beast of the earth, and to every fowl of the air, wherein there is life. I have given every green herb for meat, and it was so. And God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good. And the evening and the morning were the sixth day. So you know, the fact that you were the last thing created does not make you any less important. The reason you were created after everything else on the earth was because God wanted everything to be ready. He wanted it all to be just perfect for you. He didn't want you to be missing a single thing. Yet when Adam was created, there was one thing that he was missing. As we continue to read in chapter 2, we read how man was created, a more thorough description. Verse 6, But there went up a mist from the earth, and watered the whole face of the ground. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground, and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living soul. And the Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden, and there he put the man whom he had formed. And then into verse 15 it says, And the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou mayest eat freely, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day that thou eatest of it thou shalt surely die. And the Lord God said, It is not good that man should be alone. I will make him and help meet for him. And out of the ground God formed every beast of the field and every fowl of the air, and brought them unto Adam to see what he would call them. And whatsoever Adam called every living creature, that was the name thereof. And Adam gave names to all cattle, and to the fowl of the air, and to every beast of the field. But for Adam there was not found, and help meet for him. The Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam, and he slept. And he took one of his ribs, and closed up the flesh instead thereof. And the rib which the Lord God had taken from man, made he a woman and brought her unto the man. And Adam said, This is now bone of my bones, and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman, because she was taken out of man. Therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother, and shall cleave unto his wife, and they shall be one flesh. After day six is over, on the next day, it says, And on the seventh day God ended his work which he had made, and he rested on the seventh day from all the work which he had made. And God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it, because that in it he had rested from all his work which God created and made. As we come to the conclusion of the creation of everything, we see just how God planned every single thing. He created Adam after everything on earth, so that everything was perfect for him. But there was nothing on earth, no other creature that was like Adam, that could be a companion to him. So what did God do? He put Adam to sleep and took a rib from his side, which he used to create Adam's wife, Eve, a woman, the opposite gender as Adam. Here we see the institution of marriage, of gender, and of the nuclear family, because as he commands them, he says, Be fruitful and multiply, and fill the earth, and he also commands them to have dominion over the fish of the sea, the fowl of the air, all the beasts, and all the creeping things. God basically gives the earth, which he has created so perfectly, to Adam and Eve, to the human race, to humankind, and says, This is my gift for you, the house that I have built for you to live in forever. But there's only one condition, that is that man does not eat of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. We will learn next week just how disobeying this one and only command 
will cause the entire circumstances of the world to change, but not forever. Because see, God knows everything that's going to happen, and he has a plan to address it. He knows right then, right as he's creating Adam, even before he creates anything, before he says, let there be light, he knows exactly what man will do. However, he has a way of salvation. He created us and allowed us to make those choices just so that he could demonstrate his love, his amazing love toward the people he made. And he does. We will see that next week as we discuss perishing of a perfect world. You may wonder why it takes all week to discuss one single event, but there's so much more to it. And we'll talk about it next week. Right now, as this week comes to a close, consider Adam and Eve in the garden with animals, perfect animals that do not wish them any harm, with no fear of anything, no shame at being naked, living together in a perfect world, a beautiful paradise unrivaled in this sin-cursed world, a perfect habitation where Adam and Eve and all of the animals that are in the garden live together with no harm for each other, but living in the perfect harmony which God designed and which we will have again when he creates a new heavens and a new earth. But I see we're running ahead of ourselves. So, as this creation week comes to a close and God rests on the seventh day, let's get to your daily headline. I don't know if you remember any of our vice presidents in the 1970s, but according to a new poll, Kamala Harris is the least popular president in 50 years. On Monday, the Los Angeles Times said that only 5% of registered voters had a favorable opinion of our wonderful <coughs> vice president, and that 48% had an unfavorable opinion. The Daily Wire reported that the most recent YouGov tracking poll shows that Harris's unfavorability rating hit 49%, and her favorability rating just at 45%. But who really wonders why? She doesn't help the American people. She evades issues, goes to the wrong area of the border where the crisis is not. Meanwhile, says she's the first black female president when she's actually not black at all. She's absolutely fake, totally. And anyway, even Democrats don't want her to become president. People in her cabinet terrified that Biden will be gone for some reason and they will have to answer to her. She's not very nice. She's very dishonest. She's evasive of serious problems in our country. And she really doesn't care about our country. On a lighter note, Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez actually forfeited the opportunity to blame something on Republicans. Listen to this. Well, you know, I think there's a couple of, of issues here. First of all, you are absolutely correct in that the House and House leadership had the opportunity to vote to extend the moratorium. And there were many, and there was frankly a handful of conservative Democrats in the House that threatened to get on planes rather than hold this vote. And we have to um, really just call a spade a spade. We cannot, in good faith, blame the Republican Party when House Democrats have a majority. Now, there is something to be said for the fact that this court order came down on the White House a month ago, and the White House waited until the day before the House adjourned to release a statement asking on Congress to extend the moratorium. This came after weeks. I sit on the Financial Services Committee, which has jurisdiction over housing. We had, you know, the, the Housing Secretary there asking about the administration's stance. Uh, we asked the Biden administration about their stance, and they were not being really forthright about that advocacy and that request until the day before the House adjourned. And so the House was put into a, I believe, a, a needlessly difficult situation. Um, and it's not just me saying that. Uh, Financial Services Chairwoman, uh, Chairwoman Maxine Waters has made that very clear as well. And so 
There's a couple of contributing factors here. We have governors who are also not getting this emergency rental assistance out in time, which is forcing this this extension, what we would like an extension of the moratorium. The fact of the matter is, is that the problem is here. The House should reconvene and call this vote and extend the moratorium. Now, whether or not you agree that this moratorium should be extended, I find it interesting that AOC did not decide to blame Republicans, but she actually shifted the blame into the executive branch. AOC may just be a cover story for whoever is operating behind her, but in some cases like this, speaking to Jake Tapper on CNN, she does definitely have a little bit of logic still left in her. Now I don't know if you noticed, but over this past week you haven't been hearing your daily headline except on this show. We had a small issue with that, so I want you to know the daily headline will continue to be on this show, you will hear it here. It may not be up to date news, it may be maybe a week or two behind. However, it's mainly just an expansion of what's going on. We won't cover everything. Some days we'll have multiple daily headlines. We're just here to help you get a wider scope on what's really going on and to evade the censorship and darkness found in the facts that you get from the fake news. And on that topic, since we have nothing left, let's close with a little bit from someone that I know is near and dear to many of your hearts. Here you go. And I want you all to know that we are fighting the fake news. It's fake, phony, fake. A few days ago, I called the fake news the enemy of the people, and they are. They are the enemy of Because they have no sources, they just make them up when there are none. I saw one story recently where they said nine people have confirmed. There are no nine people. I don't believe there was one or two people nine people and i said give me a break because i know the people i know who they talk to there were no nine people but they say nine people and somebody reads it they think oh nine people they have nine sources they make up sources they're very dishonest people in fact in covering my comments the dishonest media did not explain that i called the fake news the enemy of the people the fakeness they dropped off the word fake and all of a sudden The story became the media is the enemy. They take the word fake out. And now I'm saying, oh, no, this is no good. Of course, you all know our wonderful friend Donald Trump used to be our president. Should still be our president by rights, but we won't go there because that's a whole nother show. Unless you worry, that show will air right here on 92.7 Nuga Radio in a show coming very soon after this Six Weeks with God series ends. Hayden Kuvion here. This is The Patriot Show. God bless you. God bless the United States of America.